Welcome into the SiouxlandSportsInsider.com, a week four high school football podcast presented by Bob Rose Point After, North End Zone, and Westside Pizza. Be sure and pay Bob and Terry a visit uh, here this weekend. Plenty of football now that NFL's rolling as well. And Sunday is their uh, pizza special over there. I get a jumbo for the price of a large, large for the price of a medium etc. So uh, hit them up, take good care of them. They're good to us. Uh, well, welcome back, guys. Uh, Mitch McCumber here with me from Metro Sports TV. Mitch, how you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? Good, good. And then uh, the quarterback in the huddle here, uh, Jared DeGeorge, offensive coordinator, Sioux City Bandits. And then we have our good buddy Adam Cash on the ones and the twos. So uh, we're uh, looking forward to, to a fun show here and get people caught up for week four action. Um, just a quick review, a um, few scores from last week. Um, OABCIG, um, 46, East Sac County, 7. Uh, OABCIG, um, number one ranked team in 2A, and their 28-game win streak's on the line this Friday at Southeast Valley. Um, be a good one. And then uh, also um, West High, 40-12 uh, winner. Over Des Moines Hoover last week, and West is hosting uh, Council Bluffs Abraham Lincoln tomorrow. That's a Thursday kick at 7. It's homecoming over at West High. Um, East uh, trailed for the first time all year, 7 to nothing. Reeled off 42 straight points to win on the road at Lamar's, 42-13. to 13. I think it was good that they experienced a little adversity up front uh, since they hadn't trailed yet. Um, and then... Uh, there was one other mention that I wanted to put in here, too. Uh, Woodbury Central uh, continues to roll 41-14 over Ikean Manning, and Woodbury Central is now number three team in Class A. So, uh, guys, let's go ahead and get started. Um, dive into uh, the first, uh, the Thursday night kick here with Sioux City West. Um, you can listen to that on 1360 KSEJ with Justin Barker. Um, West High um, playing really good football right now, guys. Two-game winning streak. Um, with that comes confidence and momentum, and uh, they got that going right now. Yeah, 100% too. And, uh, you know, you talk about uh, Taylor, the tapes two different ways because Council Bluffs, Abe Lincoln's coming off 48 nothing loss to Glenwood uh, last week. You know, West has got to do and stick to their identity, and their identity is run the ball and run the ball through Drew Benson. He's a leading rusher in 5A with 500 rushing yards in three games. Uh, it's pretty good tail of the tape. I mean, every time he gets the ball, it seems like he gets either a first down or a touchdown. So you just got to keep uh, doing what you've been doing. Uh, and then, you know, but Council Bluffs is going to come at you in, in more ways than, than one. Their um, quarterback – Eli Lasajo um, passed for right around 230 yards and then rushes for almost about 300. So he's more of a dual threat quarterback. Um, and then they have a, uh, a stud on defense, Tim McCarthy, eight solo tackles, an interception, and he's also a stud athlete. He does uh, both punt and kick return. So we're going to have to keep uh, an eye on him. He's going to be a ball hawk on that defense. And he's uh, always wants to get his hands on the ball. And then you're going to make sure that if you do pass it, uh, to kind of uh, shed your offense away from his side of the ball um, wherever he might be at. Yeah, definitely, I agree. And uh, also, um, they've they've gotten a lot of mileage out of uh, quarterback Devin Fry so far um, as well. He's uh, completed 20 passes, good for 324 yards and three scores. 
And then, uh, again, mentioned Benson out of the backfield. He's got 11 receptions out of the backfield. So um, they got a nice mix going right now. And, and Jared, uh, two-game win streak, uh, you know, last year was this coaching staff's first year with these kids. This year's year two. Starting to see some progress develop. Yeah, I'm super happy with West. You know, they're one of my, my favorite teams in, in, mm-hmm. in Sioux City, you know, and they've got three really, really good playmakers in Devin Fry and Benson and Kavion Hayes. Then you have Lamary and Mothershed coming off the bench, you know, and, and scoring and things like that. So they have all the all the things to be a successful program. I remember talking about going to that preseason game, and they they were a little winded. Looks like their 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 wind is underneath them now. You know, I look for good things for West. Yeah, I really do too. Um, I, um, as Mitch had kind of alluded to, uh, the links um, Council Bluffs AL. It looks like everything runs through the quarterback as far as the stats read. So. I mean, if you if you, if they're able to take him away in the run game at least, uh, West should be right there. And again, um, you know, limit penalties, limit turnovers. Um, I actually like West in this game, 26-22 uh, tomorrow night. I think they have the momentum, and you know, the confidence to go out there and win. And it's one thing when you win, and you haven't won in 25 games. You almost surprise yourself, and then now you become a believer, and you know you you can achieve what what you're out to prove. So, uh, great job by the coaching staff, and you know I wish them luck tomorrow night. Definitely, I think uh, I agree with you. I think West gets the the victory on Thursday, um, but I expect a really hard fight uh, from this Lynx team. I mean, it's you take uh, they were two and zero going into that Glenwood game, and then um, you suffer a. a Really embarrassing loss, losing, not even scoring a point, 48 to nothing loss. And I'm sure um, they probably didn't play to the caliber of football that they wanted to play, and they had a whole week to prepare for for West. And it's always a good thing uh, for being the away team to come in and spoil someone's homecoming. So that'll be a little extra motivation for the Lynx. I think West just has enough with it being homecoming and, and with the way that they run their offense uh, to, to pull out a victory on Thursday. I think, you know, I think West right now is learning how to win. And that's a, that's a key component up there on the hill because those guys have suffered year after year. This year they seem to get some confidence back. And like you said, Mitch, when, once you get that momentum going, you got to keep rolling with it. And, you know, I predict this game to be a little bit different. I think it's going to be 31-13 West. Mm-hmm. Nice. I could see that happening. You know, I mean, they've been taking care of the football and if they continue to do so, I mean, you can sustain drives and – Get in the end zone. That's what it's all about. So, uh, again, good luck to West High and have a great homecoming uh, event this weekend. Uh, next game we're going to take a look at here is 0-3 Helan at Sioux City North. This is a Friday night game. Sioux City North checks in at 2-1, and one, uh, fresh off a road victory in Des Moines over the Des Moines North uh, Polar Bears over there. Um and Jared, you just happen to be calling this game on Fox Sports Radio, six twenty a.m. Yep. Uh, you want to go ahead and just kind of give us a little insight to this? Man, contest. I am super, super excited to watch this mm-hmm. game. I haven't got to watch North play all year yet. You know, my my best buddy Irv Strobing, Carson Strobing is a the quarterback yep. there. They've got things going right now. You know, they got they got confidence. They've got they're young, but you know what? They're they're playing with good 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 emotion right now, and uh, I'm super super excited to see where this game's gonna go. Yeah, definitely. And I, I like uh, the matchup here is really intriguing, too, because you have a an offense that is super balanced in North. Uh, you know, the, the two running backs in Sullivan and Harrell, 
Uh, Sullivan's rushed for three yards short of 200 with two touchdowns. Harold is rushed for 143 with three touchdowns. And then you have the air attack with Strobing and Grace. Um, and they're really balanced after they took that uh, that first uh, – their loss against East was a little bit tough, but they've re- they regrouped and played a good game against uh, Des Moines North. Uh, and then you go to the he- the Heelan side. You, they haven't been able to get in the win column yet, so you know they're going to be hungry for a victory. Um, and their, their quarterback, uh, you know, you always throw out the dual threat option. Um, he, they're more of a rush first, pass second offense. So I think Heelan has right around 300 rushing yards on the season. Correct. And uh, their quarterback that's been toting the rock, uh, Caleb Gangler, uh, is thrown for just under 200, uh, two touchdowns, one interception. So they're not going to be very uh, air attack. They'll, they'll pass when needed, uh, yeah. but they're going to want to keep the ball on the ground. And it's going to be um, if, you know, Norse front can hold them. Now I've seen – North's defensive front in the game against Sioux City play really well. And then in the game when they played against East, it just you were up against a couple bigger bodies and kind of got pushed around a little bit. So it's going to be how this front for North's defense plays. Because Bishop Heelan, although they haven't uh, put up the numbers they want to on offense, they got some tacklers on defense. Um, they have Omar um, Villa de Pondo. I don't know if I said that right. 16 and a half tackles. Levi Meese, 15 tackles. Max Delaney, 14 and a half tackles. Like these guys are flying over the field making plays. Yeah. And I'm not uh, like saying that that's not going to happen in this North game because you're going you're gonna to have to fight for every yard you get for North. It's just going to be um, is that North defensive front going to give them fits to where they're not going to be able to move the ball and if north does just enough then will north come out with any, the advantage i think this game's a, a tale of two equally matched teams and i think it's going to be a good one i'm excited for you to call it one jd yeah i'm anxious to hear uh, jd's calling that too and kind of my take is that uh, you know the crusaders uh they've been outscored 114 to 29 so far this season They've just had trouble sustaining drives on offense. Um, they really don't have enough balance as far as a passing game goes. They're run-oriented. Obviously, they run the single-wing, double-wing offense. Um, they're just having trouble, you know, seven, eight-play drives. They're, they're not. They're, they're actually punting. And I was curious, so I looked it up, and they've punted 21 times through the first three games this year. And that's that's pretty high. So... Um, I'd like Norse defensive front. Um, you talked about Sioux City East, and they just present a lot of problems because they have a lot of weapons um, on the outside and then in the backfield as well. So as soon as, you know, if you're playing – when North was playing East, you know, they tried to show zone, then they went to a man and got cut up in the inside zone run game. Um, but this, this is a good matchup. Um, the Crusaders did allow last week – 426 yards rushing to Spencer. So I got to think that North um, will be looking to run the ball a little bit. And I'm going to defer to JD on that game plan. Yeah, you know what? You know, this is this could be a trap game for North. You know, they're coming out, they think they're going to play a weaker team in, in Heelan. And Heelan's has got heart. You know, they always, they got the, what is it, the pride on the back, you know? Yeah. So they're not going to go down easy. So I just hope that that North offense, that North defense comes out and takes the game seriously because when you, when you get in these trap games, we all know we've been in them all. You know, you could you can go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and then the game's over and you lost. Yeah. And you go, what happened? Right. So North really has to come out and, and and 
and dominate the presence on both sides of the football. And I look, I look for this game to be, uh, I'm going to go 35 to 17. Okay. All right. I'll give you in some points. A little bit of distance here. Yeah. I, uh, I have North winning 20 to 17. Um, I like uh, North kicker Jack Lloyd. Um, he's a junior. Um, he's, a, he's a college prospect. Heck of a good kicker. It may come down to him. Um, but uh, I just I feel safer rolling the dice with North just because um, I, they're front seven versus the run. So we'll see how she plays out. But I have uh, North 20 and the Crusaders 17. I like North doubling up on heel in 28-14. Okay. All right. So All right. pretty much consensus for Sioux City North there. And then uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to uh, one of my favorite teams in the area, OABCIG. Um, current 28-game win streak that I had mentioned earlier. Uh, they're on the road to face 3-0, number three ranked Southeast Valley. Um, they're 3-0 as well. Um, quarterback, uh, junior, Beckett DeGene, just kind of taking over for his brother. Um, doing a heck of a job, Mitch. And, uh, you know, completed 52 of 82 passes, 63%. Good for 710 yards and nine touchdowns, and most importantly, zero interceptions. So he's he's completing passes. They're moving the ball, and he's moving the ball on the ground as well with 138 rush yards. But he's got some help here, and I, these are there's a lot of juniors in this lineup that have had a lot of impact so far this season. Uh, running back Griffin Deerson, uh, 39 carries for 297 yards and two scores. Um, as far as receivers, he's got two double-digit uh, receiving leaders. Uh, Gabe Winterode, um, 16 catches for 246 yards. And then Easton Harms, their senior go-to guy, uh, 16 catches as well for 166. So he has weapons. He has options. Their defense, they have like six double-digit tacklers. Um, this will be a heck of a game. Good, good challenge for them on the road. And, Mitch, you got a little insight on uh, Southeast Valley. Uh, why don't you speak to them? Yeah, and, and we know how good OABCIG offense is. I mean, they put on an offensive clinic every single week. But uh, looking at um, Southeast Valley, they have a, some pretty good offensive weapons themselves. Um, Colson Cruz, their quarterback, thrown for just over 600 yards and five touchdowns. Um, now, and his favorite target is going to be the, the main key in this game for OABCIG to limit. I mean, you're not going to be able to stop him. You're going to have to limit him. And that's Eli Johnson. He's accumulated for 318 yards uh, receiving and two touchdowns. Um, so, obviously, half of the, the yards that uh, Cruz has had has gone to Johnson. Um, and really, OABCIG, this is going to be their first big test I feel they've outscored their opponents, I think, 124 to 20. Mm -hmm. So games haven't been close for this football wow. team. This game's going to be a close one. I mean, yeah. Southeast Valley is going to take every gut punch that you take them and punch and counter punch back. And it's going to be how this, uh, this defense for OABCIG responds. Because we know the offense is going to put up points. I don't think there is a single defense that is going to – prohibit OABCIG from scoring. It's just going to be, can OABCIG stop their opponent in Southeast Valley from scoring the same amount of points? I think they have just enough. Um, but don't be afraid. Like This could be another. It's not really a trap game because I think it's one versus four. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not like they're all going to overlook Southeast right. Valley. 
Um, but this game is going to be probably one of the tougher games OABCIG has to play all year for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. And Jared, I'm just going to put put you in the huddle here with uh, Beckett DeGene. He saw all the success his brother had, Cooper had, uh, you know, and kind of watched him. As you were a junior and junior in high school playing quarterback, about how far along did you feel like, you know, you were comfortable in the offense and, and could really, you know, adjust to any – halftime adjustments or anything that the coaches would do? You know, for, for me, I was fortunate. I started as a sophomore, so that was kind of my, my, my rookie year, you know, okay. and I had a great team yep. around me. But, you know, when I came to my junior year, I felt more comfortable with the plays. I felt more comfortable with watching the defense and things like that. Because, honestly, when you, we grew up in youth football and even freshmen, back then, back where we folded our helmets and put it in our back pocket, we, we didn't really understand defenses and things like that. Yeah. Now we move forward, and these kids are – they have more knowledge now and more – accessory to all the things that they have in the, in the athletic training. So this is going to be a great game. And those DeGene boys, whew, yeah. they're bad. Yeah. They're bad. Good good bloodlines there. Um, I like OABCIG. Um, I have them winning this 35-24 uh, is my prediction. So we'll, uh, we'll see how close we come out on that one. Um, and then let's go ahead and move on to the Battle Royale here uh, Friday night over in Sergeant Bluff. You have 3-0 East High um, taking on uh, Sergeant Bluff. So, Sergeant Bluff, I traveled and watched them play against Har- number one Harlan last week. Um, Sergeant Bluff dug a 14-0 hole early, battled back, and came within 28-26 at the half, and then uh, Harlan just kind of turned it on in the second half and made, made some adjustments defensively and were able to hold – um, the Sergeant Bluff offense in check. But uh, this is a game I've been – these are the look-ahead games that us guys get to look look forward to looking ahead on the schedule. So, uh, Mitch, um, you've had time to, to think about this one. Uh, initial thoughts on this game Friday night. Uh, <laughs> game of the year? Yeah. In Sioux City? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean – you know, if it's going to be as hyped up as, as any game, I think that you can call it that. Uh, you know, honestly, these teams share the same colors. They almost share the same offense. It's 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 crazy how identical these two teams play. They have solid uh, contributors on both offense and defense. Um, their quarterback play is almost identical. Um, you know, we talk about Luke Longball completing 62% of his passes for seven or 670 yards, 8-to-1 touchdown ratio, rushes for about 130, and then Tyler Smith, 66% completion, 657 yards, 5-to-1 touchdown ratio, and 145 yards. Those are almost exactly identical yeah. for that. Um, the thing that is going, I, I think, that helps Sergeant Bluff is that they played a – bigger and phys- more physical team than East has seen all year last week against Harlan, and they understand where their weak spots are, Agreed. whereas East hasn't played a team that's really going to check them at the door, um, and so they don't really know where their weaknesses lie on offense and defense, where Sergeant Bluff had an entire week to recalibrate, and Coach Smith does a really good job, and I'm not saying that Coach Webb doesn't, but Coach Webb hasn't seen where his weakness lies yet. Mm-hmm. Um so if you were to give any sort of advantage to any team, it would be Sergeant Bluff because they've had time to recuperate and and kind of fix their the chinks that they have in their armor. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, these guys on, and we talk about the offense, but the, the defense for both teams are unreal. Nick Wells, Brick and Shashow, Brady Wavernick, yeah. um, 20 tackles, uh, 17 tackles. East has 26 and a half tackles for loss yeah. on defense. Um, you know, they're just moving teams in the wrong direction. And, uh, you know, they run the ball really well. So we talk about Luke airing the ball out, but I think East has almost 550 or so rushing yards and eight touchdowns. Correct. Yep. Uh, and then you go to the, the Sergeant Bluff side, and we've talked about it before. You know, Jacob Emming, J.D. Dixon, uh, Garrett McHugh, Tyler Luchin, Caden Smith, Tyler Schuckelberg, all of them have 10-plus 10, 10 tackles. You know, this game is so – it's like a mirrored game. Both offenses play extremely well. Um, Mistake-free football, both defenses um, hover around the ball. The only real uh, discrepancy I see is, honestly, in the kicking game. And I know that, you know, we don't really look at kickers a ton. Um, but Sergeant Bluff and East are both 50% on field goals, only attempted two, and both mm-hmm. made one. Mm-hmm. But on extra points, East is 18 of 18, Sergeant Bluff 7 of 11. Right. Now in a game that's going to come down to the wire, come down to the very end, Sergeant Bluff misses an f- extra point early, now has to go for two to, to tie the game, um, then doesn't get it, and all of a sudden it can be a bigger snowball effect. Or, you know, East knowing that, you know, if you get them into a field goal range, are they confident in their kicker? Are mm-hmm. they going to have to go for it on the fourth and short inside the 30-yard line? Yeah. Um, so just a lot of stuff to think about on, on Coach Smith's part on SBL. All in all, this game is going to be absolutely electric. I'm, I'm excited to go to it and watch it just as a fan perspective. Um, it's going to – I hope it lives up to the hype because if it didn't, that would be very uh, disappointing for both schools <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, There will be a playoff atmosphere there for sure. And, and Jared, um, when you look at these two quarterbacks, uh, Tyler Smith uses his feet a little bit more than Luke Longball does. Um, but Luke Longball has – just excellent options out there. Uh, Tejon Jones, uh, Kalen Jacobs, Kellen Jacobson, excuse me, is really coming on. Got 16 receptions for 279 yards and two touchdowns. He's just, I've been to practice. I've, he's a really good route runner, and those two just seem like they're kind of synced in together. So um, that's taking a little bit of pressure off Tejon Jones. And, uh, you know, they're effective in the run game, too. Brady Wavernick, uh, Shaw Sal, um, they've, got, they've got some options offensively. Absolutely. You know, and I think what Sergeant Bluff learned last week against Harlan was that they were a big team. You know, I talked to some people around my office who are in Sergeant Bluff and said Sergeant Bluff was beat up in the second half. It was a close game, guys, in the first half. Yeah. You know, but then they just kind of got beat up and then just kind of snowballed effect there. I think that's an advantage for Sergeant Bluff. I think they know how to play in a big game now, and now they're coming into another big game. So I think this game's going to be a lot closer than what people think. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be a heck of a contest. Um, I, I I really like both these programs. Um, you know, uh, Coach Smith is has really uh, done his due there over at Sergeant Bluff and has had several great teams. And then uh, Brian Webb over at East. You just get the feeling that. His culture has taken now. It's set in, and the kids are believing in the system. I mean, uh, they got seventh and eighth grade teams winning. I mean, it's it's a program thing, and that's how Justin Smith went about it at Sergeant Bluff. So, as Mitch had, had uh, remembered, had recalled that uh, they somewhat mirror each other, and I think they really do in that regard. Um, I do have East winning this game. I think it's going to be close. Um, my final prediction is going to be uh, Black Raiders 31, 
and the Warriors 27. J.D.? <laughs> oh, not so fast, my friend. I'm, I'm going with Sergeant Bluff all day here. Okay. I think this is a game that Sergeant Bluff really steps out of their shell. And they're mm-hmm. going to put they're gonna put East in, in a losing bracket right now. I'm going to go 28-21, Sergeant Bluff. Jamie pulls a Lee Corso. Not <laughs> so fast, my friend. <laughs> uh, give you a little insight here. So Sioux City East, Sergeant Bluff, a rivalry that kind of just really started. So they played – Three games uh, to to date since since 2016. Sergeant Bluffs three and zero. 2016. Sergeant Bluff wins 38-21. 2017. Sergeant Bluff wins 28-7. And then their most recent matchup in 2018, 33 mm-hmm. nothing. Now this game is not going to be that close. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot closer. Uh, I like the offense that East has. Luke Longball, as we talked about before, and and their defense is. Going to be just about as good as Harlan's defenses that they saw last year. And you can wonder if the war of attrition is going to pay for Sergeant Bluff's disadvantage in the second half again. I don't think so, though. I think Sergeant Bluff, like I said, it was a good thing for them to lose against Harlan to regroup as an offense and defense and as a coaching staff to get everything the way that they want to have it right. I'm going to take Sergeant Bluff 35 East 21, Sergeant Bluffs 4-0 against East in the last four or five years. I'm rolling with the Warriors. And and they're at home, guys. And, and they're, they're at home. At home. Yes. This is going to be a rocking stadium. That's going to yeah. be insane. It's going to be tough for East. It will be. It will be tough. Uh, I just – I like Bob, the, the hire of Bob Goodwin in the offseason as offensive coordinator at East. is key. The timing with that was perfect with Luke Longwall's progression and then him now being a senior there. So – um, you know, it gets, it's going to get tight. There's going to be those third and threes. Uh, you know, you're going to have to, you know, reach into the bag and pull something out. And, you know, I'm, you got to think that East has been saving some things too. So um, we'll see how she goes. But it should be a great week, guys. Already looking forward to uh, discussing these outcomes next week. Um, once again, uh, thank you to uh, Bob Rose Point After and also uh, – Bob Rose West Side and North End Zone. And we wanted to uh, let folks know that tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night, over at Dakota Valley, 730. Um, there's going to be Dakota Valley, uh, their youth program. Jared, why don't you go ahead and give people the, the lowdown? I know I'm going to it. I'm excited about it and uh, looking forward to watching some kids play some football. And I'll tell you what, tomorrow night's going to be awesome. I got goosebumps just thinking about it. You know, Harding is coming in with a travel team who hasn't lost in three years. Our sixth grade team hasn't lost in two years. It, we're going to go all out tomorrow night. They're going to come to Dakota Valley under the lights, concession stands open, just like Friday Night Lights. Our kids are excited. We had a great week of practice, and uh, this is going to be a good game. So anybody that loves football, anybody that loves a good football game, please come out to Dakota Valley tomorrow night because it's going to be fun to watch this game. That's great. Looking forward to it and looking forward to that review too. Mitch, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I mean, anytime you get to watch a, the Georgia play some football, it's going to be a good time. Uh, yeah, definitely go out and, and check that game out. Uh, just doing a little Metro sports plug here. We also have the Dakota Valley game on Friday night. Uh, they play Sisseton. Uh, um, and then the big matchup in Sioux Falls um, Sioux Falls, Washington, number four, travels on the road, not really on the road, just goes down 
um, I-29 to Harrisburg, number one Harrisburg, huge matchup in Sioux Falls on Friday night. Um, so if you, there's not a game that you're able to go to and you want to watch on the Rockford app, definitely do so. Plug in Metro Sports, watch a great game up there in Sioux Falls. But definitely Thursday night, you ain't got nothing to do, head over to Dakota Valley. Sounds good. I'm going to be there. We'll talk to you all next week. Thank you.